Hello and welcome to Counterspin Media. Now, if anything matters right now in New Zealand, that is, we must stop Jacinda and her chums from injecting what they call COVID vaccine into our vulnerable 5 to 11-year-old children. Now, despite the overwhelming evidence and science evidence, these children have absolutely zero risk of being harmed by what they call COVID. Yet, Jacinda wants to roll out vaccinating or giving them a gene shot from the 17th of January. Now, what you have to understand is that these children will suffer adverse reactions. There will be deaths, just like the many deaths and adverse reactions when they vaccinated the 12 to 18-year-olds. These children are vulnerable and we need to protect them. So all of us, parents or not, need to learn exactly what's going on at the moment and stand up. Now, Ross and I, we will explain what's going on clearly and the science. And I urge you, with absolute urgency, to share this video with as many people as you possibly can. And it is now that we must stand up. We must stop the government from potentially wiping out this generation completely. Now, just before we start, just a reminder to please leave us a comment, please subscribe, and remember, Counterspin Media is reliant on your donations to keep going. Happy viewing. I'd like to welcome Ross. Ross, thank you very much for coming into our studio. Now look, millions of 5 to 11 year olds around the world are dying of COVID, so surely a vaccine is not such a bad idea. Well, we are given the impression that uh, children are at risk. Now, I'd like to start off by just saying there's a, there's a recent article that was presented in The Lancet, uh, a very uh, well-respected uh, journal, uh, medical journal uh, in the UK, um, that made it very clear that when they looked around the world for children, so we're talking here five to 17 years old, really, even though we're leading with five to 11 year olds at the moment, they have zero risk factors from what we're calling COVID. And uh, this is regarding all forms of COVID at the time the uh, assessment was done. And they basically established that without comorbidities, in other words, an already compromised immune system, children have zero risk of dying from COVID. So wait a minute, if they have zero risk, then why are, you know, we're, we're, we're mid-January at the moment, and uh, on Monday, it's gonna have to be rolled out to the five to 11 year olds. Why are they doing that, do you think? Well, Monday the 17th of January is a very important date um, because this is where we need to draw the line in the sand. This is where uh, they are coming for our children. They have zero risk factors, as we've just said, and the reasoning that the government are giving us is that if the children go home and they have uh, parents and other close relationships where they could pass the COVID on to uh, family members and associates, um, then they are being injected for the benefit of the adults. Now, this is not based on real science. This is literally, we're told that the uh, gene shots, as I'll call them, as opposed to vaccines, uh, they do not reduce in any measurable way transmission or the capacity for someone to catch what we're calling COVID. So this is nonsense science. Injecting children to prevent adults catching this is, is nonsense science. It hasn't been proven. So what have we seen already when they've started to jab the 12 to 18 year olds? Uh, you know, what's sort, of, what's sort of been going on in, in, in that world? You know, we've been hearing reports of deaths, heart attacks from teenagers, healthy teenagers. Well, this is the same risks that our children 
are at in terms of the 5 to 11-year-olds, the 12 to 17-year-old category have been suffering coagulopathy, myocarditis, vascular endothelitis, organ failure, the risk of generalized organ failure, the discussion that sterilization may be uh, one of the side effects or adverse effects of the gene shots. The reality is if the 5 to 11 year olds as the 12 to 17 year olds have zero risk factors from what we're calling COVID, why would we, we we're not injecting them for their own benefit to gain what's called acquired immunity. Without acquired immunity, you cannot gain herd immunity, which is the purpose of vaccines. What we're dealing with is not a vaccine. That is the other point, isn't it? Like we're, the government's called it vaccine, and I'm not too sure why are they calling it a vaccine when in fact it's a genetic modification drug? Well, the reality is we have had definitions changed. Now, when we look back to 2011, the definition of a pandemic was changed. So the reality is that a pandemic no longer needs to include severe symptoms or deaths. This is really important to understand because what we're worried about, which is severe symptoms and deaths, is not what's being measured. Cases are being measured. Secondly, we've redefined herd immunity. Herd immunity itself, which is why we supposedly take vaccines, to acquire herd immunity, in the past, in the 1950s, 65% of the population in the Western world was seen to have herd immunity if they had already acquired, if, if they'd already had the disease. So they'd built up uh, T, T helper cell response, which basically enabled them on secondary exposure to have immunity. And this is called acquired immunity. If enough people have it, 65% or more of the population at that stage, um, then we have herd immunity, which is what we want. The reality is the new definition of herd immunity is only measured in terms of the proportion of the population who have been vaccinated. Uh, we've also obviously defined vaccine differently so that now as opposed to the attenuated and subunit vaccines of the past, we now can include the mRNA technology, which of course previously would never have been seen as a vaccine. So. Parents may not be aware of this. Uh, it is possible that you send your five to 11 year old to school, they might be jabbed without your knowledge, without your consent. Is, is that a risk at the moment? And if it is a risk at the moment, what do we need to urgently do now? Well, the key is that these five to 11 year olds, as we've just established, have zero risk factors for what we're calling COVID. And the reward basically as a result is zero for them. The risk itself from the gene shots is, as we've mentioned, coagulopathy, myocarditis, myocarditis etc. A compromised immune system that may basically be uh, compromised for the rest of their lives, including possible sterilization. So we want to be able to stop this happening in schools. Now, if you send your child to school from Monday onwards, and the school hasn't opted out of the scheme, there is a possibility that your child could, as a, a ward of the state, which is a legal definition, that they could be given the gene shots without your permission. So what do parents, and, and it's not just parents actually, I think all of us as a community need to be uh, mindful of this and protect our children because this potentially could actually wipe out a whole generation, couldn't it? 
And, and so what should we all be focused on over the next few weeks? We have to become aware of what's going on and we have to have an open mind, open heart and join together as a community to determine what is best because we're presented with science that doesn't make sense. And it is compliance that is the problem. Where people comply mindlessly with what's going on, you'll find many people who understand, for example, that mask wearing is absolutely pointless. In fact, it actually compromises our immune systems in many ways. Um, it will reduce the proportion of the air within the mask that, that basically we are breathing with proportion of oxygen. And as a result, coming down well below the 19%, which is uh, seen under the uh, OSH, the Occupational Safety and Health uh, Recommendations in America of 19%, the oxygen levels of air, normally 21% approximately, will come down to well below 17, 16%, allowing people to basically compromise their immune systems. There are many other reasons for not wearing masks. It is not effective in stopping transmission of an airborne disease. Um, and as a result, by complying even with that, we are causing the problems that uh, enable us to accept small children to be vaccinated, to be given the gene shots, um, which are potentially extremely harmful. From the point of view of the shots themselves, there has been no long-term study. And as a result, we do not know the medium and long-term effects of these shots. If you give them to all our children, we are facilitating a system of data passports, which they will feed into. This works under the 5G system. There's a whole lot of information to become aware of, but the reality is we do not know, and this is why we would call these experimental, because we do not know the long-term effects of giving these children the gene shots. As we've already established, there is no reason to give them the shots. And we have to keep coming back with, our, with discussions that relate to both children and adults to the PCR testing that is being done, which basically is not capable of identifying a specific disease. You cannot prove that a child or adult has a sickness based on a positive or negative PCR test. And so the testing we're using cannot identify a disease process. From that understanding, we are not following the science and the cost that we will incur if we are not aware of this is the injection of our children with toxic substances that could kill them and could cause serious compromisation of their long-term immune systems. So at the end of the day we need to do something functional and what can we do? Well I guess uh, there's organisations like Voices for Freedom, uh, of course uh, Counterspin Media, they will have information if there are uh, you know, um, uh, rallies on, there's the, the, uh, the Freedom Coalition rallies. What are some things that you know, parents and non-parents can actually do to say, hey, we don't want this to happen, what can we do? Well, we have to stop the process because you can't uninject someone once they've had these mm. substances placed into them. Um, from example, with the children, because coagulopathy, which is literally where we have blood coagulation taking place, which literally could cause death, um, we have anticoagulants, which are actually in these children's vaccines for the reason that they are countering coagulation. They are un 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 unhelpful coagulation. Mm. It's not that you've just cut yourself, you're actually getting the coagulation, the, the, the clotting process taking place in places in your body where it could result in death. And 
the reality is we have to wake up to what's actually going on. We literally need to uh, realize that if we can't stop this, we can't undo it, the only way to give us some breathing space is to literally stand up around and in our schools at the moment where the schools have agreed to the uh, gene shots being given in the schools at the moment. They haven't opted out. And we have to stand up outside and literally say no. And so whether you're a parent or whether you just happen to know someone who's a parent, you have to stand with those people to stop the children being vaccinated. Now, the reality is that in many schools, parents who understand what's going on are actually pulling their children out of school. They're contemplating homeschooling. They're working out what can we do. Other parents who aren't yet aware of this information are allowing their children to go to school where they could be injected. So it's not about pulling your children out alone. If you understand what's going on and you're a parent, we have to also stand up for the other children whose parents don't yet understand what danger their children are being placed in. So literally anything you can do at school to raise awareness to the dangers of the vaccine program for five to 11 year olds has to be done. They are the innocents. I guess a good starting point too is actually sharing this video with all the parents that you know. And it is difficult to wake up to the real science and what, what's really going on at the moment. The media is bombarding you with fear. And when we see hundreds of, of healthy sports people literally drop dead on the sports ground, when we see uh, now many dozens of teenagers in New Zealand dying of heart attacks uh, within days of the vaccine, that all of that type of information is hidden. So it is very, very difficult. And it's difficult to comprehend that our government could do this to us. It just doesn't make sense. Our doctor says it's safe, for example. Um, so uh, I think the whole COVID pandemic is completely undone by the fact that there is no isolated proof of COVID-19. And as you mentioned before, PCR tests cannot diagnose any disease. So when we're when we're, when we're hearing all these reports of people dying with COVID, does it make sense? Well, one of the things you hit on the head there was the idea that these are safe and effective. So originally, when the studies were brought out with Pfizer and other companies producing the mRNA jabs, um, we were told that Pfizer, for example, was 95% effective. So we have to look at what it's effective at doing because it's not reducing transmission significantly. It's not uh, reducing the ability to catch. Supposedly, it's reducing the severity of symptoms and hospitalizations, uh, uh, including deaths for individuals, which makes it a therapeutic rather than a vaccine. So it should never been brought in under vaccine uh, arrangements. But when you look at effectiveness, the original studies were based on actual versus relative risk. Now, when you consider relative risk, which is what we're given, what you look at are the vaccinated and unvaccinated populations that were originally tested, and both populations had less than 1% of those who were in the populations actually getting a positive PCR. Now, we've already established that the positive PCR is meaningless, but it's our measure of cases, mm -hmm. which is what we're concerned about. It's not severe symptoms or uh, deaths that we're looking at, it's cases. Now, for those this is less than 1% in either category. Now, the reality was that in the particular study that they quote to us as proving that we have 95% effectiveness at that stage and why people still think that, that these gene shots are effective is that 0.04% in that study uh, in the vaccinated population was a much lower figure 
than the uh, figure, which was uh, basically uh, around the 0.8 something percent um, that the unvaccinated population in the study uh, were uh, achieving. So the reality is that the proportion, the relative risk, was higher in the unvaccinated population. But it's statistically, when you look at the actual risk, as opposed to realizing that both the, act, the, the vaccinated and unvaccinated populations, less than 1% of the population actually had a positive test. The difference between the two populations was seen to be 95% higher problem, in other words, positive tests, um, in the unvaccinated. But it's actually, when you look at the actual risk, obviously we're still looking at less than 1% in both populations coming up with a positive test. The actual risk is 0.85%. These are not effective at anything that I'm aware of. The risks are very, very real. And this is where we have to look at coagulopathy, myocarditis, vascular endothelitis, organ failure, multiple organ failure, possible sterilization, and long-term effects which we are not aware of. The children have zero risk factors. This comes back to that Lancet article, which, as I say, if they have no comorbidities, they cannot die from what we're calling COVID. And when you look at a Omicron, which literally is supposedly very mild symptoms, which we're now told once it gets into the community is going to fill our hospitals with, with, with cases. The reality is we are being fed science that makes no sense whatsoever. And if we inject our children from Monday onwards, the risk reward ratio is absolutely ridiculous. And we have to stop this. We have to stop this in schools on the front line by bringing our parents the parents, I should say, into the schools, standing in front of the vaccinators and saying, no, not on our watch. Mm. Well, look, I think we should wrap up now, uh, Ross. Uh, we have made some excellent points. Um, it opens up a whole lot of questions about why, and I would like to do more videos with you about uh, compliance, uh, about the increased death rates and in insurance in, in America, and there's many, many subjects we can talk about. But before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to say to conclude? Well. Doing nothing is actually compliance. And this is what people have to realize. If we pull our children out, even aware of what's going on from school, if we pull them out, the other children are still there. We are complying with the system. If we do not stand up and make our understanding and knowledge available to those who do not presently understand the risks that the five-year-olds are being presented with through being given the gene shots. If we do not stand up now, we are drawing a line in the sand and saying, I'm not going to have my child vaccinated, but we are watching on as other children are given the gene shots. And this could affect our population for years and years to come. Thank you for watching. My name is William and I'll be making more videos for Counterspin in the future. I've already made many videos at www.righttotruth.co.nz, but all future videos will be hosted here on Counterspin. Now look, I own my own studio, so I fund my own videos, but Counterspin Media themselves, they are reliant on your donations to keep going. So please use the links below uh, to make some donations. And thank you again for watching. I look forward to seeing you in my next video. All the best. You can find Counterspin, New Zealand's media revolution, at counterspinmedia.com. And now,
on the InfoWars network at band.video.